ayurveda is you know not just about uh, the study of the human being mm. or it's not just the study about you know some curing some diseases yes instead you know it's a way of life it teaches you know how to live in sync and in harmony with the nature it interviews you know the fact fantasies myth matter science and sagas you know a lot many things so it's a science which is tested by 5000 years of time so understanding of the the body nature is important not only in the healing process it is important in modifying their lifestyle in their diet and even important in choosing their profession wellness is more than just physical health, physical health. Physical health. it's your total well-being Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. The Heartfulness Initiative is a seven-dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being. Reconnect believes in the power of love, empathy, and human connection in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk wellness with Anjan. On this show we have somebody who is a dynamic expert in his field, Middle East's top Ayurvedic physician. He's the first licensed Ayurveda practitioner in Dubai in the UAE and he's a medical director of Dr. Shams Ayurveda Center. He's the CEO of Vaidyashala which is a luxury Ayurveda brand at a day surgery hospital in Abu Dhabi in the UAE. He's also a World Health Organization member for setting benchmarks in Ayurvedic practice worldwide. He's treated more than 50,000 patients and I think by the time I introduce you that number would have increased maybe and he's helped set up ayurveda brands in over 20 countries he's also the faculty at southern california university of medical sciences united states it's my pleasure to have dr sham here in the studio as an expert on ayurveda and today we're talking about how ayurveda is a time tested science thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much i mean it's, it's my privilege completely see talking about ayurveda you know it is a never ending story yes and uh, it interviews you know the fact fantasies myth matter science and sagas you know a lot many things yes right so the 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 fabric and texture of ayurveda uh it is from india mm. right so it's a science which is tested by 5000 years of uh time and experimentation and trial and error correct and there is no tougher test than you know being tested by the time yes So and it's, recipe, it's, and it's stood the test of time. Yes. Say a recipe, you know, which I'm using for one of my patient. Mm. See, this is something, you know, which was invented in BC 700 or BC 1000. Wow. So it's so many years of clinical trials and errors are happening, you know, behind a, a recipe or behind a lifestyle. Yes. Which I advise to my patients. Beautiful. What got you to get into Ayurveda? Let's start from there. Oh, it was merely, you know, coincidental. Uh, after my plus two, you know, in Kerala, as you're familiar, which is we have the birthplace of Ayurveda. Correct, if I'm not correct, wrong. correct. See, you cannot say it's the birthplace of Ayurveda, mm. but it's the place, you know, where Ayurveda is practiced as an integral part of life. Okay, what is the birthplace of Ayurveda then? 
India, of course. I know, but let's dig into the sagas and the folklore that you were talking about. Right. right. See, every country has their own, you know, traditional wisdom of and, and plant uh, medicine, the medicines, and the healthcare. See, for example, in India, the Dravidians, you know, they were the local natives of India, mm. and they had, you know, their own traditional medicine and healthcare. Correct. And uh, if you look at the history, you can see that you know maybe there could be an Aryan invasion, yes, which happened to Indian subcontinent, which is now supported by Western scholars, but not really accepted completely by the Dravidian scholars. Correct, exactly. So a mingling of civilization, you know, which happened in that place, mm. and I would say a new Ayurveda mm. in came up, you know, by the mingling of the civilization. Oh, beautiful. But at the same time, there is something very interesting. There, there could be you know a lot of Dravidians who couldn't adjust with the invasion. Sure. and they flee off to the south of india sure sure like tamil nadu kerala or to sri lanka right and they still practice the indigenous ayurveda i would say wow so the other could be you know a bit of mixing mix. of mixing just, of just like the food and the language and the cultural practices now existing in present day india what we call Correct. india see ayurveda is you know not just about uh, the study of the human being mm. or it's not just the study about you know some curing some diseases yes instead you know it's a way of life it teaches you know how to live in sync and in harmony with the nature beautiful so if i believe you know if ayurveda was a religion nature would have been its goddess true true say like the climatic conditions you know the geographical conditions of north of india versus south of india it's far different 100% so naturally ayurveda you know if it is based on the hitam and ahitam mm. what what are these means you know what is good for you and what is bad for you sure if it is based on that it should be modified and tailor made according to each geographical location wow and according to different terrain correct so people perhaps who live say in the northern hemisphere of the planet in really cold countries would have different ayurvedic uh, principles yes exactly so in the in the cold countries where you would maybe even recommend them to eat meat see this is something very interesting see uh, i came to uae in uh, 2000 sure. in the year 2000 so where you know ayurveda was not a recognized system of medicine that's right so far you know my practice and education was in india yes so i was you know by hearted you know all these things there are two solstices the sun rises you know either in the southeast or in the northeast ah that's interesting so ayurveda takes into account the planetary movements also yes. for medicinal suggestions and for very much protocols very, very much beautiful so in india we are blessed with six seasons yes because you know we have the northern solstice and we have the southern solstice right. there right but when you come to uae a country which is above the 23 degree latitude mm. we might not even get you know the the southern no the northern solstice there could be a movement of the sun to the north yes but sun always rises you know either in the east or in the southeast Correct. in a country like uae so in india we have six seasons in uae we have only summer and winter mm. right so uh, mostly summer mostly summer <laughs> right see according to ayurveda everything is good and everything is bad mm. everything is hitam and ahitam are those the words you just said correct okay see i will tell you an, an example you know say for example you know if you look at uh, the google you you search for uh, uh, coffee mm. you can find several research papers which says coffee is good for you yes and another one says coffee is bad for you true true ghee is good for you and ghee is bad for you so you're coming to the point that it's person to person dependent correct exactly beautiful so according to ayurveda ghee is good and ghee is bad 
So all these practitioners who are taking Ayurveda from India and say practicing in the United States or in Australia or in say cold and Viking countries like Norway and Sweden, they have to adapt it to their country. Otherwise, they're exactly. not. It's incomplete. Exactly. And are they doing that in your, in your opinion? It is happening. Mm. Uh, see, in India, for example, you know, treating a condition like fibromyalgia, you know, which is with pains and aches and headache, uh, fatigue and all. So a treatment in Kerala, you know, would be totally different from how I can treat such a condition in UAE. Correct. Or in a cold country. In a cold country. I'll tell you a beautiful example. I had a patient recently who came to me, you know, with bleeding parena, mm. bleeding while passing the stool. So I was asking him uh, what difference things, you know, are you trying right recently? Mm. So he said, you know, I'm taking dried ginger every day. Mm. I'm taking nutmeg every day, cardamom every day, long That's pepper every causing day. Causing heat. Right. I was asking, you know, why do you take it? Yeah. Because I listened to an Ayurvedic doctor in Kerala wow. who was talking that is these are good for improving the immune system. Yes. But that is in Kerala. Yes. It might, you know, work in Kerala, which was a rainy season at that time. So if you're tuning to the podcast, disclaimer, every suggestion and advice that the doctor is going to give today has to be modified to your geographical location, wherever you are. Yes, exactly. So Desham or the geographical location, it's very important while advising an Ayurvedic regimen or advising an Ayurvedic recipe. So Desham for the Dosham. Correct. Let's move into the doshas. Uh, we all hear about this. Everybody Googles it. You know, the three doshas, Mata, Pita, Kapha. But let's really find out what they are. See, Ayurveda is an uh, extremely advanced functional medicine. Hmm. Ayurveda focuses, you know, everything about the physiology of the human body. Ayurveda has observed that, you know, a lot of physiology is happening in the body. A lot of hmm. functions are happening in the body, hmm. like chewing. Uh, food being digested inside the mouth, getting lubricated in the mouth, swallowing, peristaltic movement, movement of the stomach, digestion by the gastric enzymes. So what has Ayurveda done? So Ayurveda has simplified, you know, the entire physiology okay. by bringing in three terminologies. That is Vata, Pitta and Kapha. Perfect. So Vata, you know, Pitta, Kapha, they are just names. Hmm. They are names given to a set of functions and they are names given to a set of qualities. So if you don't like the name, call them ABC, no problem. Correct, or whatever. Right. So Vata is an energy factor, or it's a vital force, you name it, right, which govern all the movements in the body. In the sense, right now I speak because of Vata. Sure. You nod your head Vata. Sure. You blink your eyes Vata. Okay. Lungs breathe Vata, heart pump Vata. So blood circulation, endocrinal right. circulation. Any movement. Air, everything. Okay. So let it be a minute movement inside a cell or a movement like lifting my arm. It's all governed by Vata. Sure. Let it be a voluntary movement or an involuntary movement. Mm. So if the Vata is working properly, all the movements are healthy, balanced, uh, pain-free, unrestricted. The same way Ayurveda talks about Pitta. Mm which governs all sort of transformations in the body. Okay. For example, food getting digested inside the mouth by the salivary enzymes, it's a pitta function. Mm. Food getting digested inside the stomach by the gastric secretion. So any conversion, basically. Any transformation. Okay. Or a sound signal mm. getting converted to a nerve signal. Or a thought. Or a thoughts. You're cooking it into theories. Yes. So let it be a chemical transformation, enzymatic, or biological. maybe even the oxygen being converted to hemoglobin yes. in the blood and yes. reaching every yes. cell. All, okay. all sorts of transformation. Beautiful. It's done by Pitta. Mm -hmm. Kapha governs functions like growth, lubrication, some of the immune functions at the core level, stability, etc. So if I tell you an example, you know, you will understand it quickly. Look at the process of eating food. 
chewing it's a movement which is done by water digestion by the salivary amylase it is a pitta function lubrication of the food it's a kapha function swallowing is water movement of the stomach is water digestion by the hydrochloric acid is pitta protection of the stomach lining regeneration of the mucous membrane it is done by kapha wow or look at another hmm. physiology hmm. look at you know seeing things hmm. focusing of the lens it's a movement okay a vada a light falling in the retina getting converted to a nerve signal pitta lubrication of the eyes kapha movement through the optic nerve vada so i can explain you know the entire physiology of the human body that's right based on the concept of vada pitta and kapha that's a beautiful way to simplify this very simple talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com talk wellness with anjan moving from physiology let's talk about some disease examples see i mentioned you already uh, the balanced and the healthy functioning of vata pitta and kapha it results in a healthy functioning of the human body sure if vata pitta and kapha if they are doing their jobs and responsibilities in a balanced way and in harmony that results in the health of the individual that's right and that results in the excellent physiology sure so now imagine that you know this vata is not working properly hmm that you know the swallowing of which is done by vada is not happening properly the downward peristaltic movements so then you know we call it it may result in a gastroesophageal reflex that is an upward movement so we say it is an imbalance of vada in an ayurvedic terminology okay in modern we say gastroesophageal reflex disease yes so on the other scenario imagine that there is a burning in the stomach hmm. like a heartburn or something that, that's a heartburn So we know that you know as per the modern science the hydrochloric acid you know it is causing an inflammation or a damage to the stomach lining which is resulting in you know a redness swelling pain burning etc and we call it gastritis so when there is a burning and redness ayurveda say there is a pitta imbalance mm. right so an imbalance of vata pitta or kapha there results in the health problems correct or a combination of the imbalance or a combination Have you met patients where all three are imbalanced? Yes. Is it most common of nowadays? The, most of the diseases, mm. all the three might be imbalanced because mm. they work together. Sure. As I mentioned to you about, you know, the digestive process. That's right. That's right. Say so like chewing, swallowing, digestion that's by right. the enzymes. So all these are involved. So one imbalance can cause, you know, imbalance to the other doshas also. Mm. Mm. Especially for the vada. Okay. Because vada is the only moving force there. That's right. So sometimes you know vada functions you know like a naughty boy. Yes. So even if you know the pitta is comfortable and working you know smoothly and uh, in a balanced way sometimes you know this naughty boy will go to pitta provoke him from there and move around the body and create a pitta problem. I love the way you give this an animated uh, kind of an approach to it. <laughs> so balance of vada pitta kapha is the physiology is the health imbalance of vada pitta and kapha that is the pathology or the disease process let's quickly give some tips on how people can keep vata pitta kapha balanced it is never possible it's never possible right mm. the reason being oh, wow we just broke a myth myth busting right here on talk wellness so uh, let's explain this why is it you can never keep your vata pitta kapha balanced okay let's talk about this i will tell you why because according to ayurveda health is a dynamic equilibrium 
it can never be a static equilibrium mm. so called always in movement correct so we we live in a nature where you know the sun sunrise sunset uh the changes in the in the weather condition twilight yeah so lot of things you know influence the human body and it's constantly changing correct so according to ayurveda even in a day time from morning from su- 6 am if the sunrise is at 6 am 6 to 10 we call it it is a kapha time mm 10 to 2 it is the pitta provoking time mm 2 pm to 6 pm it is a vada provoking time wow again you know it is the kapha pitta and vada provocation happens in a day time mm but this imbalance of vata pitta kapha alone will not cause the problem mm. as long as it's not getting a structure to manifest okay explain that please right see imagine that and uh, vata imbalance is happening to me every day from 2 pm to 6 pm okay but on a scenario imagine that all my structural components my tissues my cells they are all healthy mm. so it is difficult for an imbalanced functional factor to manifest in a structure to produce the disease sure on the other side imagine that you know i'm a daily smoker which is causing an impairment to my respiratory structure right so then it is easy for that vada to imbalance in my weak respiratory structure to produce a cough or a bronchitis okay mm. so now there are two factors to cause a disease not only the ba- imbalance of vata pitta kapha the structural impairment of the the tissues is also necessary is this what you call prakriti no no okay right so the structural quality of the the body it is called sara okay so ayurveda says you know there is a quality uh, symptoms if you have a good skin good good blood good muscle tissue good bone you know we have certain signs and symptoms yes so based on this theory an expert will be able to forecast a disease process in a human being wow before it happens so before it happens kind of predicting the pathology before it happens correct analyzing the weak quality of a structural component mm. so that it is easy for an imbalance of vada pitta or kapha to locate in that weak structure to produce the disease and as a doctor do you do you i know when patients come to you give advice but when you meet people in social circles uh, do do you in the back of your head are you analyzing their structural components and figuring out okay this guy could get this disease and if something serious are you going and telling him see it's uh, inevitable right i wish you know not to be preoccupied <laughs> and you know judgmental <laughs> about a person yes but uh, because of you know so many years of experience i can quickly analyze you know uh, some of the the features mm. even you know from the face you know you can identify a person sure i think we are coming to the context of the body type right mm, mm. correct yes see we all have vata pitta and kapha but we possess them in different proportions sure that accounts for our difference in appearance behavioral pattern emotional tendencies likes dislikes you know the speed of talking right the the gait everything varies see every individual is a unique manifestation of the nature correct you are different from anyone who live at present 100% or in the you past are, or in the future correct so this uniqueness you know ayurveda use a term named ahamkara uh, yes of course it's right. the same term in yoga and tantra correct see the english translation for that word ahamkara is incomplete is, <laughs> <laughs> ego you call it right yes. or uniqueness of the person yes right so it is very important to understand the ahamkara hmm. the self realization it is 
according to me that is the ultimate medicine that's the ultimate purpose also that's the ultimate purpose you're figuring also. out yourself and figuring out what food what timing what amount of sleep works for you and your physiology and your psychology correct see every job you know might not fit for a person that's right say for example a vada dominated person mm. usually you know they are lean and thin you know they are very enthusiastic very active so they're good as podcast hosts they're good in podcast <laughs> course, right but imagine that such a person is engaged to an admin job right. or a clerical job uh, absolutely not right he will not be happy but imagine that you know a kapha person you know who is bit lazy you know who like to uh, sleep lore and who always you know need a push from behind imagine you know we put him you know into a job like this on, on the stage or something right he cannot perform sure right and pitta on the other side you know very aggressive people mm. competition mm. pride anger you know it's all on the the higher side a pitta person you know might perform very well in a sports activity true true or as a business leader or as a business leader yep so understanding of the the body nature is important not only in the healing process it is important in modifying their lifestyle in their diet and even important in choosing their profession and their partners maybe even that profession partners friend circle everything everything now was about that time the talk wellness hour with anjan so i was talking about the body types about the the prakriti's vadapitta kapha understanding of the self and the self realization is very important to choose your lifestyle also sure so for that you know we need to understand what body type you are you take for example you know you like which color what's your favorite oh, color i like all colors but say white right maybe i like blue mm. right and they like you know red or black see everyone has you know different likes and dislikes that's right and some like winter some like summer some like cooler weather some like warmer weather so some for some you know the pulse rate may be 60 per minute yeah i wanted to talk about that so you actually identify their prakriti or their diseases based on their pulse rate both can be identified okay the the prakriti can be analyzed and the vikriti can also be analyzed okay what is vikriti vikriti is the imbalance okay so prakriti, prakriti is the nature. nature nature okay cool see according to ayurveda everyone is you know born with certain uh, traits hmm. so you might have born as a vada body type or a pitta body type or a kapha body type based on the qualities you know you get from your parents yes and the activities of your mother during pregnancy mm. contribute to the formation of your body type wow so mothers who are tuned in if you have a baby in your stomach listen carefully but once you know you are born with a specific body type you will not be able to change your body type for the entire life as long as you are in this body so therefore in google if you're finding you know a diet chart which claims you know which will change your body type don't believe it hmm because you can never change your body body type it's a genetic stamp on you let's talk about the different characteristics of vata pita kapha see a vata person you know you can identify from the the face itself usually they are lean and thin and so it does it go with the western theory of ectomorph endomorph mesomorph to some extent okay so generally lean and thin and uh, small face and small nostrils thin lips dry skin very active very enthusiastic they learn very fast short lived enthusiasm they like change they want new things every day so this is about vada a vada generally they are dry cold and moving mm. so remember these three qualities sure they are dry cold and moving mm. this is about a vada body type of a person on the other side you look at a pitta person 
from the face you know you can figure out usually pointed chin pointed nostrils they like cooler weather because they are warm in general and they are slightly oily in nature and bit aggressive people competition anger pride ego it's all you know slightly on the higher side very sensitive people sensitive emotions sensitive skin and sensitive stomach hmm. they might get a diarrhea while a vada person might get a constipation sure and on the other side the kapha body type they are uh, metabolic rate is low so uh, they put on weight uh, quick and fast their bmi might be on the higher scale mm. i'll tell you an example i had a patient recently whom i identified as a kapha body type sure through They're, through how through pulse reading or just observation by observation and by interrogation and the pulse reading okay so we diagnose you know that person as a kapha body type bmi is you know on the 25 level or 26 levels mm. and this patient who wants to bring their bmi down to 17 or 18 because his fitness trainer has told him that correct exactly <laughs> so so the patient was asking can ayurveda help in doing that mm. i said you know i can do that but it's like you know making an elephant a giraffe yeah <laughs> good analogy right so i can make you know a fat elephant a thin elephant yeah, yeah. but i cannot make you know an elephant a giraffe sure right so this is about the body type mm. so we need to understand you are a vada body type or a pitta body type or a kapha body type or a mix maybe or a mix because i i feel from your description i'm a vata pitta mix vata pitta mix it looks mm. so mm. so it can be vata pitta or vata kapha or pitta kapha and yourself i think i'm a pitta kapha person okay mm. so that's why you know i'm finding it a bit difficult you know to cope up with your speed <laughs> oh, no no you're doing fantastic doctor don't worry about and it and seventh it can be a vata pitta kapha also wow okay so there so are these kind of individuals all the three together how many uh, is that rare or is that also just a common one see as per ayurveda it is difficult to find vata pitta kapha in this time so are they considered special they are considered special wow and uh, you, do you know anybody see it is uh, mainly you know it's called kaliyuga you know mm. as per uh, the indian vedic mythology, sciences or yes. the mythology so ayurveda says it's hard to find vata pitta kapha combinations in the kaliyuga mm. so who lived you know in the previous yugas sure sure okay great now i get it fantastic so once somebody can identify what their dosha is what's their next step then should they try to balance the other ones or no need to balance mm. be yourself okay even if you are a vata person be a vata person so one thing is your type which is your prakriti vata pitta kapha and the other is your imbalance which is your dosha correct okay now i get it so when people say vata pitta kapha it can mean multiple things correct see you said you know you might be a vata pitta person mm. but a kapha imbalance can happen to you correct so an ayurvedic doctor will treat that kapha imbalance which has happened to this vata pitta person mm. be you yourself right and we cannot change it absolutely right so a vada imbalance can happen to a kapha person or a pitta imbalance can happen to a vada person also sure sure right. let's give some practical tips on how people can be themselves and once they figure out what their type is right some practical tips see it's most important is the lifestyle uh like including you know what time you should wake up you know what time you should eat what food you should eat what sort of exercise you should do do they need an ayurvedic doctor or a physician for this or can people figure this out themselves see now there could be you know several pages you can find you know your, your body type but always you know a mistake you know people make they always diagnose them as based on what they want to be rather than what they are mm. 
right and always analyze your body type based on the experience of the past 5 years correct being radically honest to yourself i mean if you have constipation and not diarrhea that's honest to yourself correct yeah don't talk bs <laughs> <laughs> so it is possible you know to diagnose the body type okay sure but then to identify or to choose a lifestyle for that you know you might need an expert opinion correct what are the other myths in your business in your work that you hear often the worst is being you know ayurveda is propagated as a massage system oh, that yes. is the the oh, worst wow. yeah let's myth. talk about it. yeah when you say ayurveda people think it's just a massage therapy right see a, a story Uh, i had a patient you know who came to me with a, uh, a stomach pain so i suggested you know some herbs and simple herbs and i suggested the patient you know these food has to be avoided and you should favor these kind of food items correct so the patient was so disappointed no massage for me <laughs> <laughs> so what massage you know i will suggest for a, a, a stomach pain yeah yeah right so not only for the physicians mm. the patients are also preoccupied you know with they think that this ayurveda is something about massages correct now i just just to include i'm a certified ayurvedic therapist by the oh, way oh wonderful uh, but i know nothing about the nutrition or a little bit about the doshas of course but i know nothing about the nutrition or the physician side of it and that's why it's important to always combine your therapy with a physician's advice okay. and not go for a massage if you have a stomach pain see when you uh, when you were speaking about the nutrition Ayurveda talks you know nutrition based on the the taste. Mm. Ayurveda talks about you know there are six tastes That's in right. the food. The sweet, sour, salty, spicy, bitter Pungent. and astringent, mm. right? So for a vada body type of a person, sweet, sour and salty will be good for them. Absolutely. For a kapha body type of a person, bitter, spicy and astringent are good. Mm. And for a pitta person, sweet, bitter and astringent is good for them. Mm. right so these are you know small modifications good for them or they like it they like it they also they like it, it also. also yes yes right at the same time it's good for them mm. as long as they don't have an imbalance correct right and now the food you know it can be categorized into warm potency or cold potency mm. you take you know chilli is warm potency or milk is cold potency sure right ayurveda is based on a beautiful principle that similarity increases and dissimilarity decreases so once you figure out your type of body find food water thoughts people that are similar no similarity increases okay i'll tell you an example easy please, example please 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 you take you know chili powder and pepper powder you mix you know chili powder and pepper powder together the spiciness of the pepper powder will increase and the spiciness of the chili powder will also increase 100% on the other side you add you know sugar powder with pepper powder The spiciness of the pepper powder will decrease. Yes, yes. And the sweetness of the sugar will also decrease. Okay, so if you're a vata type, eat pitta or kapha type of food. Correct. Sweet? Oh. No. If you're a vata body type, generally you will have a likeness for sweet, sour and salty mm. because they balance vata. Sure, that's what you said. Yes. But you should eat what? You should eat them, but in moderation. Mm. So, because according to Ayurveda, sweet is also good, sweet is bad also. Yes, there's no good or bad. You just said that. <laughs> about that time the talk wellness hour with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com talk wellness with anjan 
Now, besides massage therapy, the one common word that comes up every time you talk about Ayurveda is panchakarma. Let's talk about panchakarma and the myths around it. Same like you know the body prakriti. You know, panchakarma is a word you know which is used everywhere. Mm. And uh, and even in marketing, panchakarma therapy, marketing, panchakarma right, yeah, nutrition. Right. Pancha means five. Sure. And karma means treatment. Mm. You know, I have recently you know come across you know an experience of a patient. who underwent you know panchakarma mm. so i asked him you know what did you undergo so he said you know a, a, a spa sold you know treatment saying that five means pancha means five and karma means five so you need to go for five massages <laughs> in that day <laughs> so that's not panchakarma that's right right panchakarma they are the the purification procedures sure uh which is a treatment modality for balancing vata pitta and kapha beautiful so once you identify you have a vata pitta kapha imbalance you can approach it in two ways one is to balance the doshas inside the body by giving some medicines mm. or you can and, try and these to, are all natural medicines with herbs or natural medicine or with a lifestyle modification or in chronic cases or in severe conditions one doctor might suggest you go for a purification approach correct that purification approach is called panchakarma and what are the five karmas they are one is uh, vamana vamana means you know induce uh, vomiting sure. or like an emesis therapy mm. induce a, a purgation mm. like cleansing the the digestive tract like uh, nasal drops yes and then i will not call it like enema mm. it's like administering medicine through the anal tract correct like we have shankar prashalana as a correct. in yoga exactly. yes so and then uh bloodletting also okay what 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 is bloodletting you you put leeches or something that's what there are heard. different techniques okay. one is leeching is one technique mm. then pricking is another technique or cupping cupping or cupping okay or vena section okay the different ways you know we can do the the bloodletting so what happens when you let out the blood the bad blood comes out it is only done for you know certain specific conditions correct see for example you know somebody having a uh a not responding uh atopic eczema mm. i might suggest you know a blood letting for them sure so we've covered four or we finished five we finished five okay amazing that is emesis purgation nasal drops the enema, enema and, and blood letting okay so this five is called panchakarma and it's not for everybody everybody shouldn't do it no not at all mm. so we need to choose you know which is good for you and emesis is good for kapha balancing purgation is good for pitta balancing enema is good for vata balancing and the other one depending on what herbs we use so you just broke another myth when you read panchakarma therapy don't go there it's not for you and if they're giving you five massages it's not panchakarma it's just five massages <laughs> but oil therapies and sweating therapies mm. are performed as a preparation for the panchakarma sure but if you do the oil therapies and the fermentation therapies without doing a panchakarma might result in adverse results mm. also mm. sure Amazing. On that note, here are some questions that I ask every single guest of mine. Okay, what has been the worst advice you ever received? Can I explain a, a story which I please, had recently? Please, please. So, like, uh, uh, I set up a small clinic in Egypt. We brought in staff. We brought in infrastructure. Then I I was told that import of the Ayurvedic herbs is not allowed to Egypt from India. Correct. So that means you know I didn't do sufficient research before opening a clinic there. That's right. but surprisingly i went to cairo market i could identify 100 plus indian herbs in the cairo market wow say like ashwagandha tripala trigadu black pepper everything so you started preparing your own medicines so, there okay so i'm going to have you know tripala made in egypt now wow that's amazing yeah because i think from the days of the silk route 
this happened and the herbs were cross exchanged between right. these two regions the but two. sometimes you know the biggest mistake turn out you know to be an advantage and turn out for you okay what's the best advice you've ever received just to be myself just to be yourself and was this from your ayurvedic teachers or during your course or from your family or i think you know my parents influenced a lot you mm. know mm. so uh, we are from from a village you know so the the best thing you know i i learned you know was that my dad you know he used to tell me you know this is winter season now you look at the sun look at the moon you know where it rises so you look were at in the sync star. with nature from that Correct. small age look at the plants you know which blossom in summer right so i think i learned a lot you know from the nature beautiful i want you to name three people who have been most influential to you my parents my wife and uh, my friends okay yeah, beautiful no that's fine uh, i call this daily routines name something you do every day without fail oh, i sleep well i sleep 8 hours or 9 hours a day <laughs> without fail <laughs> i call this pursuit of relaxation what are your thoughts on happiness see i don't think it's a destination i think it's a journey you know we can be happy every day mm, beautiful i call this stress buster five ways or tips that you have to get rid of stress oh i smile 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 <laughs> <laughs> true when you smile you uh, you know your body thinks you're having fun and you get rid of stress okay um i call the shipwreck if you were on a deserted island and you had of course your food water shelter and you're allowed to take only two items with you what would the two items be i like to have some some paint and a canvas okay and a book and a pen beautiful beautiful and this is called wear anjan's footwear of course i'm barefoot but if you could step into my footwear what would you have asked yourself that i didn't ask you i wish you had asked me about chavanaprasham tell me about chavanaprasham <laughs> see it's a recipe which was suggested to uh, a sage chavana mm. uh, several centuries before okay and the main ingredient is amla which contain 48 ingredients is gooseberry gooseberry so now several tons of chavanaprasham is being consumed by indians you know across the globe yes but see imagine you know that is a recipe which was prescribed just for chavana but is it recommended for all body types not really not really not really yeah, yeah. but people are just blindly consuming it even having after after effects okay we just broke one more myth now what is the one message you want to give to everybody listening stay happy stay healthy stay positive you know we know that you know we are going through a tough time you know with regard to the the covid scenarios but we will come come over it yeah beautiful beautiful before we end i want you to also talk a bit more about the ancient nature of ayurveda and how it has stood the test of time because that's what our topic today is titled right it's titled ayurveda through ages or through time see the ayurveda is very strong you know based on its fundamental principles mm. uh, as i mentioned you it's based on the fundamental principles like similarity increases and dissimilarity decreases correct and there are these texts that have been carbon dated with which we know age like i know there are sushruta samhita and charaka yes. samhita and some other ancient texts what are the other ones the physician sushruta he lived in 700 bc mm. he is considered as the father of surgery yes at those time he used to do the rhinoplasty yes and you know open brain surgeries yes yes right so his textbook you know is uh, named as susruta samhita which is still available for studies and another physician uh, named charaga who lived in 300 bc 
and uh, there is a book written by him named charaka samhita so these two are considered as the authority textbooks mm. of ayurveda susrata samhita and charaka samhita correct and and, and they talk about the vata pitta kapha the different doshas prakriti pachakarma everything correct susrata is more based on the surgical school okay and charaka is more based on the general medicine school so in modern day ayurveda is the surgery also involved see uh, the course is called bams bachelor of ayurvedic medicine and surgery and i did my uh, md in the shalya tantra that is the surgical aspects of ayurveda okay so it is a part of uh, uh, ayurveda but depending on you know which university which college there will be some plus or minus you might be learning no but are there ayurvedic practitioners doing surgery yes exactly there are, there are. okay amazing okay before you leave the one thing i want to ask you about is this therapy where i hear you go sit in a cave for 6 months without food your teeth fall out your hair fall out and you get rejuvenated the anti aging ayurveda secret therapy we spoke about this when we met yes. long back also yes. tell me your thoughts on this right see it is a unique you know uh, rejuvenation program as mentioned in ayurveda uh, where uh, you get into a, a kudi mm. you get into a heart what well, it's called kayakalpa it's called kayakalpa or kudi praveshika okay so it's a three layered heart and the the person will be sitting in the the middle chamber in the darkness in the darkness the the layer outside that is called the moon chamber mm. where only you know moonlight is there mm. the outer one will be called the sunlight chamber mm. so after the detox therapy a person is confined to that heart mm. and uh, for how long it can be for a month minimum to 3 months or 4 months also okay detaching all the sensory organs mm. from the objects mm. at the same time uh, being fed on some herbal recipes mm. together with milk beautiful and the person just spends time in meditation or contemplation or looking within correct so it's like you know going back to mother's womb correct so no netflix no instagram no none of the modern day distractions no the only uh, communication is when the the doctor meet the patient okay otherwise there well, is no human and the food food will be served into the moon chamber okay so you have it but food is only that herbal recipe that's right and the milk mm. and the beauty of the thing is that uh, the cow is also fed with the same herbal preparation wow okay so there are several of these kinds mm. and uh, different combinations are there and does it actually re- result in anti aging and reverse aging Yes, for example, chevana prasham is such a recipe mm. which was advised for chevana. Okay. Right? When I make you know something for shyam, I will call like call shyam prasham. Shyam prasham. Beautiful. Hopefully you can create anjan prasham also. Yes. So, uh, do you recommend kayakalpa for everybody because today, I mean really, I mean uh, two more episodes later we have uh, um biohacker coming and it's biohacking is all about going backwards and reverse engineering and reverse aging and anti-aging and i think ayurveda is the oldest science for reverse aging and anti-aging kudi praveshikam is not for everyone mm. uh because you know you need to have good psychological health you know yes. to be alone. away from alone and away from you know all the sensory perceptions and uh, ayurveda of course it focuses on the healthy aging mm. to live healthy until the age you live that is more important correct so who who do you recommend kudi pravesham for if they are psychologically i i'm i'm particularly interested in this subject because we've been talking about it for a while right so it's those who have you know good sattva bala excellent you know good mental strength so much more to talk to uh, dr sham perhaps we'll have you on another show a few weeks or months later 
thank, thank you, you so, so much for much. your time today it was a pleasure thank having you, so you and uh, thank for all the truth bombs and the information you gave us before you go the one statement that maybe you wrote in your mirror or you've written down somewhere in a book like a motto that you follow every day what is that see my motto while i practice ayurveda is to get my patients better always you know get my patient better beautiful message thank you doctor thank, thank you, you so much for being with us wellness is more than just physical health it's your total well-being talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative the heartfulness initiative is a seven dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being reconnect believes in the power of love empathy and human connection in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com wellness is more than just physical health it's your total well-being find out how to have a healthy balanced life have a healthy body through exercise nutrition and engage the world through learning problem solving and creativity talk wellness with anjan I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode and I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only and you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours always consult your own doctor therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes and we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends your family your circles and talk about it that's why we call this series talk wellness we need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube and also please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode is episode number 13 and it features a certified anti-aging coach and a hair care expert Dr. Manisha Pandit and she's going to be talking about hair care and scalp wellness. Thank you once again for listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Talk wellness with Anjan. I'm really thankful to the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative for being the sponsor of this episode of Talk Wellness. You can be part of the mental strength movement too. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com.